Do you ever feel guilty for not spending enough time in your Bible study? Are you already feeling overwhelmed with everything that comes with homeschooling and you just feel like you can't find some time for Bible study? Or are you trying to squeeze Bible study into your jam-packed day? And I wonder if this is you. Have you ever laid in bed at night feeling guilty for not spending more time in God's word? Well, if any of these resonate with you, then you're in the right place because we're going to tackle this head on. This episode is all about embracing Bible study in any season of life without all the shoulds. We're going to look at how we can establish a routine or adapt this to fit seamlessly into our life as homeschooling moms. And I'm going to share some easy to implement strategies that can work with no matter what season you're in. If you're ready to discover some real life strategies for making Bible study work in your busy life, then I want you to go ahead and grab your chai tea latte and your cozy blanket. I always like to have a cozy blanket because why not? And let's do this together. Stay tuned. Just like the safety instructions on an airplane, we must secure our own oxygen mask before helping others. Well, this is your reminder to put your oxygen mask on. Hi, I'm Inga, a certified life coach and educator with over 30 years of experience in curriculum and instruction. As a homeschooling mom of four, I understand the challenges and the overwhelm that can come from trying to juggle it all. In this podcast, we'll explore practical tips to prioritize our holistic well-being and simple steps to make homeschooling a little bit easier so you can stress less and enjoy more. Sometimes, we just need a reminder to take a pause, prepare, and recover from the demands of homeschooling and life. To be still and remember that He is God and that we can do all things, and that includes homeschooling our children through Christ who strengthens us. And so, friend, I pray that you will take this moment to catch your breath. Welcome, welcome to another episode of the Catch Your Breath podcast. Thank you so much for joining me again. And if this is your first time here, hello, I am Inga. And this is the podcast for you if you need the reminder to catch your breath, to put your oxygen mask on, to take care of yourself. And this episode is no different. Today, we're going to be talking about making time for Bible study, one of those spiritual disciplines in our lives. How do we do that in the midst of our busy homeschooling life? Let me give you some practical tips that I truly hope are going to serve you. And most importantly, what I want to do by the end of this episode is take away any guilt for what your Bible study time looks like during this season. Because I know that if it doesn't look like what you think it's supposed to, or my favorite, the shoulds, what it should look like, then you can have a lot of guilt. And because of that, you truly cannot step into the season that you're in and truly enjoy that spiritual discipline and focusing in on that time. So we want to remove all that guilt and give you some practical things to be able to do during this time. But before we do that, if you have been here any more than one episode, then you know that one of the things that I want to do in every single episode is check in with you. And I do that because I truly want you to know that somebody actually is thinking about you, whether you can have that conversation back with me. I want you to know that every single episode, I am doing it with you in mind. And I also want you to prioritize checking in on yourself. So if you have not done that, I want this podcast to be the reminder to check in. So how are you doing? How has this new year been for you? I have 
to let you know that I'm still in shock. I still am in shock that we are already in 2024. And I don't know when that shock is going to leave, probably when we hit 2025. But I feel like 2023 went by so quickly that I blinked my eyes a couple of times and now we are here in 2024. And I'm trying to catch my bearings and realize that this is happening. And I have a, a confession to make with you. And hopefully this will help you. I don't know if this ever happened. I made the mistake of going down the rabbit hole of looking at pictures of my children when they were younger. Mm -mm, don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> because it left me completely messed up. And I was trying to figure out why. Because obviously I know that they were that age and they grew up. But just looking at that and just... Just realizing honestly how quickly it went. When you're in the midst of it, you don't even realize that it's going by so quickly. Except for 2023 because I was in the midst of it realizing it was going by quickly. But when you look at those pictures and you just remember those times, it made me even realize even more that I have to cherish every single one of the moments that they have. My daughter has, was messing with me. We went out on a mother-daughter little getaway this weekend and she kept saying, you know that my oldest son is going to be 15. I was like, stop it. And she's like, and my second oldest son is going to be 14. And she just kept saying that. And mommy, eventually I'm going to be 13. And it just hit me that they're growing up. And it just reminded me, even as I was planning for this episode, that we have to prioritize being present in this moment because it goes by so fast. This moment that we're having right now is never going to come back again. So we've got to be really intentional about being present in the moment. But I also want to take away guilt because I know one of the things that's challenging when you're going through a hard season, no matter what the age is, is when people are saying, you better appreciate this right now. It's challenging right now when you're in the midst of this. So this is zero guilt. I do not want you to feel guilt for if you are not enjoying it in this moment. What I want to be able to do is give you a way to get to that place where you're able to enjoy it so that when we're looking back and I think no matter how amazing it is because I know that I loved that time. I've always said I love two, I love four, like that eight. Those ages are just the best ever. I know I enjoyed those times but I just wish I could hold on to them just a little longer. Thank God for cameras right and videos and all the stuff that we can do to look at that. So I started asking you about you and then started telling you about me. But how are you doing? I really pray that you are finding space and time to make space. You can't make time, but you can make space. You can adjust things in your life to really be present in the moment. And I pray that you're doing that. And that also includes your Bible study. Because I don't know if you are like me, but sometimes it can be, I don't know if you can hear my kids but those are kids. And I am not going to edit it out because I need you to know this is real life. This is me in my closet talking to you while my children are there and life is happening and it's okay. So I'm not going to edit it out because I want you to know that I am you. I am there. I'm in that moment making space for the things that are important to me. And life is still happening. It doesn't stop. You have to make space. I think that's a perfect example. Like you have to make space in the midst of life to do the things that matter to you. And because we know our spiritual disciplines are so important to our growth and our connection with Christ, we have got to be intentional about that. And so today we're talking about our spiritual discipline as of Bible study. And I kind of separated that out outside of prayer because for me, I feel like really making time to pray is just 
so much easier because I do that right when I open my eyes in the morning. I know that that's the time I've set aside for prayer. And then to keep my sanity and to be able to continue to do the things I'm doing with my children, I'm praying throughout the entire day. And then to close my night off to make sure that I'm able to release all of those things and going to peace, I can pray at nighttime. So I feel like those are one of those things that just kind of happen without having to really set aside time because you could just do it at any time because you're talking to God. So I feel like that spiritual discipline is a little easier. What may be more challenging is spending time in the word of God, like separating that time for your Bible study. That may be challenging because you got to sit down and do it. I know we think about trying to sit time, uh, set aside time to read a book, and that can just be challenging. So definitely just sitting, setting aside time. I can't talk today. Setting aside time to just sit in the Word of God, to meditate on, to, to really be able to understand it and be able to read His Word so that it then is something that you can apply to your life can be really challenging. So that's what we're talking about today is how do we do this? More importantly, I want to bathe this entire conversation in reminding you that there is no guilt. When we feel condemnation about the things that we are trying to prioritize but that we can't do, I don't believe that that comes from God. The Bible says it doesn't, right? There's no condemnation in those that love the Lord. And I don't think that's the exact scripture, but something around that. And I think that that's important for us to remember, that that condemnation is not coming from us. He wants us to do it. He wants us to find that time. But I don't think he condemns it, condemns us in doing it. I think there may be situations in which he convicts us to want to and to desire to, but that condemnation and that guilt, I don't believe that that comes from him. And so I pray as you listen to this, that you definitely do not feel guilt about it, but that it actually can give you some tools to be able to do it if you want to find and prioritize some more time in making sure that you get that done. One of the things I know about our Bible study time is that it can be challenging. It can be challenging to find space to fit it in. And a lot of times what we have been taught and what we hear from many people is just make sure that you get up early that you get up at five you get up at six you get up at seven or whatever time is but a lot of time earlier than your children and while I think that that is great advice I don't always think that it's doable depending on the season that you're in and I don't think that we should walk around with the guilt of failure if we're not able to do that I've been spending a lot of time after, you know, talking to different clients and potential clients about really thinking about the advice that we're giving to moms as life coaches, as as people who are trying to support and help, and to make sure that we really are not saying a one size fits all. And, num- and the most important thing is that we are not having moms and our clients, whomever it is, walking around feeling less than if they're not able to do the thing that's maybe cookie cutter or fits into the way that we have done it or that we've seen it done or even like the right and wrong way. And so I think that as I thought about that and as I've been thinking about that, recognizing that we're all in different seasons and we all have different bents towards the way that we do things. And while there is 
There are effective ways of doing things versus non-effective ways. I also think we have to be really conscious and I have to be really conscious as I'm talking to you to ensure that I say that there are effective ways for some people that just are not effective for other people, which then means that some things that are not effective for other people can be effective people's can be effective for some people. And I think that that's key to keep in mind as we think about this is that that as you hear the get up early, there was a season in my life. Let me just be transparent and honest. There was a season in my life when I was at my worst with my chronic pain. Where getting up earlier than my children was a luxury that I could not afford myself. And that's just truth and real. And, you know, I was afraid to say that because I felt like that made me a bad mom and it meant that I didn't love God because I didn't do it in that way. But it was a struggle to even get up with them, but getting up earlier before them and they were getting up pretty early. So they were getting up sometimes 6, 30, 7 o'clock. And so to get up before that was just a challenge. My body was struggling in that time. And so on top of all of the pain that I had in trying to make myself get up and do it, there was this guilt and the pain that I had in my heart and my mind about what that meant for me and what that meant about me. Because that's, that's the real truth is that when these things happen, we actually take them as a def- definition of our identity, who we are. I'm a failure. I'm not a good Christian. I don't love the Lord. I don't want to worship. I don't want to spend time alone. And I just, I don't think that that's fair. And that's just coming from me. That's my opinion because I walked it and I know that it was not something that was I was really able to do. And so what the options at that time, if I would have stayed in that place, was either get up earlier when it just was really challenging to do and even if I woke up before them I didn't get out of bed sometimes right away because of the level of pain that I was going through all over my body from head to toe so there was that place of like just push yourself continuously to do it which it wasn't happening and feel like a failure or find a different way and so I think it is very possible to find a different way And I think it does start with recognizing the season that you're in. But then I think the next thing that we have to do is just really pray about it, is really take that desire and the circumstances and our situation and present it to God. And as I went through that, I think it really gave me an opportunity to look for how can I make this happen? Because it wasn't that I didn't want to have that that spiritual discipline. I 100% wanted to have it, but I needed to figure out how do I make this work in the season that I'm in. I have been through several different seasons, which you will as well. And so the way it looked in one season is not necessarily the way it looked in another season. My children slept in the room with me. All of them is, well, I should say the, the first my oldest didn't because everybody said, you can't do that. You must have him in a separate place. My second one, they were like, absolutely, that's not okay. And then I just got to that place where I was like, I don't feel good about it. And I'm going to do something different. It takes me a little while. So yes, it took my third child, but they ended up sleeping with me. And even with those first two, I had to get up early to keep going back to their room. So the reality is, yes, yeah, sometimes I wanted that Bible study to happen in the, the first thing in the morning, but I had to get up and take care of them first thing in the morning. And by the time I was up with them late at night, sometimes I didn't get up until they woke me up. 
And so I had to be in that place where I had to figure that out. And then with my other two, they slept in the room with me. So what was interesting, if I wanted to get up, I had to sometimes, the things we do, reality. Sometimes I would just sneak out of the room because I did not want my kids to wake up before me. And my my daughter, she was hilarious because she would jump up and she would look over her crib and she would just wait to see if there was any movement. And she would stand there forever staring. And I would open my eyes and peek and you could just see her little head looking over trying to see, is she awake as yet? Let me see. Sometimes she would talk and say, da, da, da. <laughs> to make us wake up. It's a season. It's a season. I love it. Like I just told you, I was looking at the videos and the pictures before I started this. So I'm a little bit of a hot mess right now thinking about how cute they were and how much I missed that time. But anyway, <laughs> so I know that in those seasons, it had to look different just because I was in a different season. So what are your options? As always, start with prayer. And when I say start with prayer, I mean, start with prayer in asking God to give you discernment, to give you wisdom about how to make this happen. That's one of the things that I learned is if I take everything to him, that I start to have more of an understanding of what to do and how to approach it. So taking that with him. And I think what's key is taking all of my feelings to him as well. Taking the guilt that I might feel, taking the pressure I might feel to do at a certain time, taking anything, the sadness, the happiness, whatever it is, taking all of those things to him, praying about it and leaving it at his feet. That has been extremely helpful in me being able to come up with what I need to do in that season. And then to look at options. As a homeschooling mom, I think it's, as I said before, a little more challenging for us because we've got all of these things that are on our plate and we feel like they're with us all of the time. And so they need to be with us all of the time. And we might feel like, you know, I need to do it before school, but what if I don't? And just all these different questions. And definitely we feel those as moms, but I think just a little deeper because of where we are as homeschooling moms. And so there are three places that you can do it. You could do it before, as we just talked about. You can do it right when you get up. You can do it, you know, before you start school while they are, there was a season where I would get up, I'd make sure everybody had breakfast, they were set, they were doing what they needed to do. And then I would say, all right, you guys have maybe 30 minutes, whatever it is to finish eating breakfast, make your bed, brush your teeth, da, 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 da. And I'm going in my room to do my study. And I would do it that way before we started the school time. And there were times where that worked out really well when they were a certain age where they, you know, didn't come in to bother me. Other times they would come in because they just want to say bother, but just to, you know, be kids, to ask questions, to tattle, to whatever it is. Now that they're a little more older and a little more independent, I'm able to, before I even go out to them, I'm able to get up. And usually when I open my eyes, I'm praying right then because it's just easier to do it. Like I said, the prayer part is just a little easier because I'm talking to God about help me, thank you, all of that. And then I've been using an app called Through the Word, which does a Bible guide, which talks through the chapter and then you listen to the scripture. So I would do that. And it's, it's funny because my kids will come in. They know they hear that and they come, they go out. So I've had that season. I still kind of do that. But the season I'm in right now also is when I get up, before I even go out to them, before I even get anything to drink, whatever it is, I'll just get up. I'll do that 
through the word. And then my closet is on the other side of our bathroom. And so I'll just go use the bathroom, brush my teeth, whatever, come straight into the closet, do that devotional time and then go out. So I've had that season where it works that way, where I can do it beforehand. If that's the season that you're in, definitely do that. But if you're listening to that and you say, that's not where I am, then it's okay for it not to be that way and for you not to do it that way in this season that you're in. You can also do it during your school time. I know that's like, wait a minute, I need my separate time. But there are some seasons where you're doing it with your children. We've used a program called, and none of these that I'm telling you about, do I get any kind of money or anything? So this is just me telling you truly, honestly, what we've used. So we've used um, Not Consumed, and I forgot her name, but um, she's a really popular homeschooling mom who creates studies for families and for moms and for homeschool students. And so we've used her Not Consumed, where we're all doing that same Bible time. And so we come, we sit, everybody takes 15, 20 minutes to do it. When my youngest was a little younger, I would do it with him. So I kind of would do his part or he would do it right beside me. And you're kind of still following the same thing. She just does it, um, has a youth one, a junior one, a parent one, and you're just doing that based on it. And so we've done that and then we've come back and talked about it. And that has been my Bible study time. Other times I have done our devotions with them. We usually start with Bible and we've done our... um, Louis Giglio or Guglio, I can't remember what his name. I should have had all these prepared beforehand. But it's um, indescribable, which I absolutely love. So if anybody, Louis, if you're listening to this right now, or if anybody knows him, please ask him to make a part two and part three, because that is one of my favorite devotionals for the for our children and it is so perfect for homeschool moms so I for homeschool families I should say because you get to talk about the science and the bible and so I absolutely love it so if he's listening or you know him please ask him to make another one (laughs) because we have been looking for it I haven't found it and if you know of one that is like indescribable let me know but we've used that and we've done that as our Bible family time. And then in some ways I've taken that as my Bible study time and then being able to either that's it. That's what I did for that time or take it and go further with it. And so that is doing it during the time. I've also done it where we've done that and then they've done their independent work because we usually do math right after that Bible time. And a lot of times because of the program we're working with, they've been able to do some of it online, whether it's CTC math or we've done Saxon with Nicole, the math lady, and then they're able to go do that. And then we, and then as they're working independently, then I do that Bible study. And sometimes it's me putting on my headphones with my white noise and saying, all right, everybody, if you have a problem that you've missed, go ahead and flag that one because you can flag it and go to the next one or put a circle around it if we were doing CLU, whatever it was, and just give me 20 minutes. There have been seasons where that's have to happen. And that's okay. For me, it's okay. I know for some people, they say, I wouldn't be able to do it because I would just be too distracted. And as I've said, it's your homeschool, your choice. And this is your walk. So you get to choose it. But I want to give you some options because it can look different ways in different seasons. So I've done that with it during it and throughout. I've even done it where we started and so we have I haven't been able to really sit and do that Bible study by myself 
as we're starting to do some things. And so when they take lunch, I say, all right, everybody, go ahead and take your lunch. Sometimes if I'm giving them an hour, 45 minutes, whatever it is, I'm going to go into my room. I'm going to have my lunch time and my Bible study time, my quiet time. Do not disturb me for the next 30 minutes or something like that. And then I go do it during at lunchtime. To me, the most important thing is that I get that time, that I spend that time in his word. And so I'm, I'm learning and I'm growing. And while I would love to do it first, it doesn't always happen that first. Let me say that for me, there was a lot of guilt around um, the passage that said, says, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and then all these things will be added unto you. That was, There was a lot of guilt if I didn't get to get into that Bible study time. But like I said, for me, I felt like as I looked about it, looked at it for me, I'm not a theologian. I say that all the time because I do not want the theologians to come for me. I'm just looking at what it represented to me and what I believe God had given me in my spirit. And so I felt like the seeking him first was opening my eyes first and talk, opening my eyes. And then right after that, the first thing I did was talking to him. To me, that was the seeking. So as I started to work through this process and recognize and really look at asking him to help me to get over this guilt that I felt for not necessarily being able to, you know, sit in his word first thing in the morning. That's where I was able to sit with that and say that I am seeking him first because I'm talking to him first. I'm asking him to bless the day, to help me to honor him and everything that I do of every aspect of our day to really be infused with him getting the glory and us looking at his will being done. And when I did that, I was able to say, okay, that to me is the seeking first. And while I would love to have that Bible study time every single time first, first things first, that I still just want to make sure I'm having it during the day. So I hope that releases you. I know it definitely released me. So you can do it before, you can do it during, and then you can do it after. After everybody is finished with school and you've wrapped it up and you're kind of, I know after we're done with school, I like to have everybody go and have their independent time, go and do something, your free time. And that might just be my time to decompress and just kind of ease back in to now turning from the teaching parent to just being the parent and being mom. And being able to say, all right, you guys go and do that. You have an hour, 30 minutes, whatever it is. And I'm going to go have some time by myself and then do it then. So I do it after my school day and then even at nighttime. After everything is done, just having that quiet time with God to set aside some time to sit in his word, to read over it. We're doing a study in one of our co-ops and I can just sit with that and kind of spend some time. And I'm a night owl because it's easier for me when everybody is in bed for me just have that um, uninterrupted time for myself. And so sometimes that's when I do it. So you've got the before, you've got during, you've got after. I think all of those are okay. And depending on the season that you're in, it might look different. And so you might do, you might start out with doing it before and then realize that you need to turn to doing it at nighttime. And then there may be a season where you're doing it during the day and all of it is worthy. The other thing that we want to think about is how do we do that? And so some of the things that I think are key for me in my study have been meditating on his word. And so sometimes, depending on what we're reading, I might take a scripture, a passage, and just quietly sit with it and think about it and meditate on it and maybe try to do it to memory. I our children, um, with their schooling, we do a memory verse that we do every single week 
or month. And so sometimes I'll just do that with them and just meditate on it. And I'm learning how to kind of really go through the scriptures and highlight and do all of that. So I might just spend time doing that over and over again. And then each time asking God, what do you want me to see out of this? How do I, how do you want me to apply this in my life, in my children's life? That's that meditation is also the memorization, putting it to memory and being able to say it over and over again. And I feel like when I do that, then I start to understand the implications of it throughout different parts of my life. And so I can see it start to bring up, like I remember I said that that thing, we, we learned about that thing or that memory verse, I started to say, okay, that applies. This is applicable. And I love when we can do that. I love when the scripture can be used in our every single day life. The other thing that I think is so key and has helped me is looking for what I can teach my children in the midst of what I'm learning. It doesn't happen every single day because it's not applicable to them in every single thing that I'm reading. But a lot of times when I'm doing that, when I get excited about it is most often when I can share with them or when I say, God, what can I what can I use in this Bible study time for my children in our learning, in our worship, whatever it is. I love that. It really does speak to me when I know that I can speak to others or even you. Even if I'm doing my Bible study, I say, what can I teach from this that is going to be applicable to the mom that I'm going to talk to in the podcast today? And that actually makes me excited. And then it helps me to really focus in. Another thing is having scripture everywhere. That's also a part to me as Bible study. Scriptures that mean a lot to me, putting them on sticky notes, putting them all over the my bathroom and my office and my closet, my, my, my favorite place, by my bed before I go to bed, in our, in our schoolroom, so that I'm doing what I've just said, where I'm meditating on scripture and I'm memorizing scripture. And now I want to share some of the resources that I've been using that have been helpful to me and hopefully that they will be helpful to you as well. So one of the simple ones that I've actually used for years, <laughs> decades, from ever since I was really young that my mom uh, introduced me to and that I've been using is called Our Daily Bread. I know you've probably heard about it. It has been around forever. It's super simple and easy. It gives you 90 days and there are small really short devotionals you can read but I think the best part is at the bottom of it you've got the bible in the year so it gives you the scriptures to read you can read that if you're looking for scriptures to meditate on or to memorize it has the scripture at the beginning simple easy pick it up you can do it in a short amount of time and you feel like you've been able to get God's word into your heart that you can memorize another one that has been really helpful is new mercies New Morning Mercies by Tripp. Can't think of what his first name is, but that one has been very helpful. And throughout it, I've had lots of highlighting and uh, circling and questions to ask. What I love about this one is it's really applicable to our Christian walk. All of them should be for sure. But I just love that it's it's in language that resonates with me, that makes sense. A friend has told me about this and it was, it's was it been really helpful. And at the end, once again, it sends you for further study and encouragement. And the passages that you're reading there are not gonna take you through the Bible through the whole year, but they're really short. And so you have an opportunity to see what is being talked about and it's applicable. Um, I guess some people would might, might call that a topical uh, study. And then 
the best place for me. Oh, and I'm going to give you another one that I'm working on right now through our co-op. It's called Abide. And it is by Jen Wilkins. It has been really helpful in looking at how do we break down the scripture. And so it's one that I'm not accustomed to because there's a lot of highlighting, circling words, you know, uh, putting little symbols and things on the words, but really helping you to, to really go down and break down the scripture. And this one that we're doing is in first John. Um, so looking at all first John, second John, third John, all of that, and really breaking it down. So that those are good options. And then the Bible, having the Bible is just really helpful. I love Bibles. I love all the different versions, just being able to look at them to, to cross, um, I don't say cross examine them, but really to be able to look at the different versions and see what it says and understand it and dig deeper. My favorite Bible is the Tony Evans Bible, the study Bible. And I love that along with the commentary. And so I have that, but I have many different ones that have been extremely helpful. This year I'm working on the one year Bible for women and it is in the new living translation. I think they have different translations. And I love this one because it takes some from the old Testament, some passage, some chapters from the old Testament, and the books there, some passages from the New Testament, and then it takes some psalm or one or a couple of psalms to do, and then a, a part of a Proverbs. And then you just have that each day. And then I love at the end, it kind of gives a summary, and it's for women, so it, it is applicable to things that are, are happening in our lives. And I love that. So I've been able to work with that one. And then another Bible called Everyday Matters Bible for Women, and it gives practical encouragement to make every single day matter. I love that. Um, I'm in that place right now where I love to be able to see how it applies and what makes it applicable to my life in this season. And so in this one, it also has you look at some different words. And I'm, I'm trying to think what it's called, um, the different words that it is kind of breaking it down to. If you hear the pages, because I have the Bible with me, and it's the spiritual practices. So while we're looking at the spiritual disciplines in terms of reading your Bible, praying, going to church, fellowship, that this is also talking about the disciplines like acceptance and uh, community celebration. You know, I love the celebration one. <laughs> I was really excited to see that. I really fell in love with this Bible because so many of the things that I've been trying to apply in my life as a homeschooling mom, I really feel like it has helped in terms of just overall. So I've seen some of these things and said, okay, wow, this is really important, not just for homeschooling, but just as in my life as a Christian woman. And so things like contemplation, contemplation, justice, confession, mentoring, stewardship, th themes and disciplines and practices that you will hear on this podcast if you continue to listen, because as I said, as I am learning, it's important for me to then come and share and be able to make it applicable to our homeschooling journey and what we're doing. Another thing that has been extremely helpful to audio ones is I've listened to the audio Bible before, so that's definitely been helpful. One that I've been listening to for years is called Through the Word. It is an app, but it's also online. It has been so wonderful because it has a guide for the chapter that you're reading and then you can listen to the scripture and it just makes it sense they break it down every single piece and I've used that in my homeschool and we're going to be talking about using so we're talking about making bible study 
a, a part of your life as a homeschool mom and a, a discipline. And then we're also going to talk about in the next episode doing that in your children's lives. And so you'll hear me talk about through the word again, because I think it many of these resources, honestly, you'll hear me talk about. But I think that that is so key because it helps to give you a better understanding of the words and the scriptures so that you can then teach your children. You can make it applicable in your life. You can teach your children. So through the word is it is super helpful one. And then there's another one that is um, has my favorite. I'm going to tell you a little bit about me. I love hip hop music. And so I've had to switch over. <laughs> as I've become closer with God to Christian hip-hop music, but I just love hip-hop beats. It's it's my jam. It's my thing. I know we don't say jam anymore, but we still do. My era. <laughs> so that's my thing. And so I love that it has this these soft hip-hop beats underneath it. And I'm trying to think what the name of it is, but I cannot. And I was trying to find it. I have a new phone. And so I don't think it transferred over. But it will be in the email. So if you are not a part of my email list to get reminders of the podcast episodes that are coming up and newsletters with just information and you learn more about me and then it give you opportunity for me to learn more about you, then you want to go ahead and jump on that newsletter because I want to be able to share with you and talk to you and communicate with you more than even this. And then you do that with me. So I will make sure to have these resources but in leaving, I want to remind you that your your resource, your thing, whatever you use, is the thing that's going to help you to establish the practice of Bible study and also to help you to be able to apply it in your life and learn more. So if I did not name your resource, if you've tried any of these and these do not work, it's kind of the same thing with curriculum. You have to find what works best for you. And that may look very differently than different than anybody else. Like it may not be your thing to use any of these resources. If you have a Bible teacher that really helps you to understand the Bible more and brings you closer in a relationship with Christ, then that's the one that you have to use because it's going, that's what you want. You want this to be something that becomes a habit and a practice and however that happens, whomever helps you, that's what you want to use. So I pray that this was a longer episode, but as you can see, this is something that's dear to me because I know that that's where my growth comes comes from. And I know that when I am spending more time in my Bible and in God's word, then I end up being a better mom to my children, a better homeschooling mom, a better teaching parent, all of those things, a better wife to my husband, a better Christian, a better business owner, a better podcast host to you. It affects every single area of my life. And I pray that as you are making this a practice, that you will not allow any guilt to get into this space, but that you will allow him to help you to understand how to do this so you can make it a habit. So your homework from this episode is to pray about it and then choose the way that you're going to spend your time with Christ during this season. I pray that you will do this with zero guilt. And then come on into the community and share with us your favorite resource for Bible study. I've shared some of mine. I love to know what are yours. I cannot wait to talk to you next time. We're going to talk about how do we make this Bible study and learning a part of our homeschool. Thank you for tuning in. I hope that this episode empowered, equipped, and most of all, encouraged you. 
Don't forget to share your thoughts on today's topics because I'd love to hear how you're implementing these strategies. And you can do that in the free community where you can connect with me and other like-minded moms. You'll get some practical tips for homeschooling and teaching your child, managing your stress, and prioritizing your self-care. You can also ask questions there. You can participate in the fun challenges. And of course, you can celebrate your wins because we like to party over there. Also, if this was helpful and you know that it can be helpful to someone else, leave a review or share this with another homeschooling mom who needs to catch her mom. <laughs> well, that's my cue. But before I go, I want to leave you with these words from Philippians 4, 6-7. I pray that you won't be anxious about anything, but that in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, you would present your request to God and that you will experience the kind of peace that surpasses understanding as you navigate the stresses of life and homeschooling. Until next time, remember to take a moment to catch your breath.